views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from ruining your life? Join award-winning author and breakthrough expert Dr. Friedman Schaub for Empowerment Radio as he addresses some of the most difficult challenges in our day-to-day lives. Find out how you can use the power of your mind to overcome self-sabotaging patterns and build a solid foundation of confidence and self-respect. Learn cutting-edge tools to switch out of survival mode and approach every day with greater ease, joy, and purpose. Here is your host on Empowerment Radio, Dr. Friedman Schaub. Welcome, welcome to Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Friedman, and uh, I guess summer is almost over. And uh, I know, for me at least, it's hard to let go. And when we were away in the summer, I at least brought something back home from that summer break. It's not a boy, it's not a girl, it's a beard. Now, if you are on Facebook Live, you can see that I have sprouted a little bit of a beard and I actually like it. You have to imagine if you're not on Facebook Live, something like, you know, David Beckham without the face or salt and pepper sprinkled all over my face. It's just something fun. And finally, I actually gave in to Danielle's daring me all the time after two days of not shaving. What if you let it just grow a little bit. It looks great. It looks sexy. And after years of hearing this, and after years of getting tired to look at my same face over and over in the mirror, I decided, let's make a change. Now, there is not a lot I can do with my hair. So I thought having a little bit of a facial something going on, maybe just mixing it up. And I have to admit, it's still a little odd in the morning when I wake up and see myself first thing so I have to get used to, I hope you will get used to, and uh, maybe even like the new look. <laughs> now, why do I tell you this, and what does this have to do with today's show? Well, it's change. And how many of you know that change can be scary? Brings up emotions, especially when you change something that potentially people may judge you for or even reject you. And so this is one emotion that so many people are struggling with. But there are other emotions. You know, you just have to turn on the news. Right now, Amazon is burning. Hurricanes are ravaging, you know, the coasts. Children are taken away from their parents at the borders. Politicians are completely out of control. There's so much we could feel so much about that it really feels often overwhelming. And too much. There is no wonder that anti-anxiety medication has been uh, prescribed 70% more as in comparison to a few years ago. And that 40 million Americans are diagnosed with anxiety disorder. But it's not only anxiety. I believe we struggle in general with our emotions. We just have a hard time, especially with those 
negative emotions that are anger or sadness or shame or fear, insecurity, all the stuff that comes up seemingly out of nowhere and just can make your day miserable. Well, today I want to talk about how to master your emotions, not just suppress them, ignore them, delete them, control them. No, master your emotions. Because in the end, it's us who creates them. It's not something that's done to us. Emotions are not somewhere coming with the soda we are drinking. No, emotions are created by our mind. And it is our responsibility and our power to also make the best out of those emotions. And that is what mastery is about. Just like you master your body to get the best out of your body, you can actually master your emotions because they are incredibly powerful, as we all know. Now, when we are struggling with emotions, one of the reasons why we struggle is that they feel so overwhelming, right? I mean, just think about the last time something happened. Maybe there was some bad news, or maybe someone did criticize you, or maybe someone yelled at you, and you did in the moment nothing but just stare at this person in complete shock, paralyzed. And then afterwards, you beat yourself up and say, why didn't I say this, and why didn't I say that? So that whole emotional turmoil just continues. It doesn't stop with the actual event. So that's one reason why emotions feel so difficult that they can encompass all of your mind. And your whole rational and uh, intellectual capacity completely decreases as your emotions go up. Now, another reason why emotions are so difficult for us is that they are interpreted as useless often. Of course, you know, being happy, joyful, excited, that's not seen as useless. But being in a bad mood, having a bad hair day, being annoyed, or feeling you know, that you have a day of low self-esteem, that's all seen as, yeah, why? Why should I even have to deal with that? It's the background noise that we don't want to have. It's the clouds in Seattle that everyone wants us to have gone. So those interpretations of emotions as useless also makes us less likely to engage with them or even want to look closer at them. And when the emotions are showing up, well, somehow evolution apparently had not gotten rid of them yet, so there must be a reason for them to be there. But when those emotions are showing up, we just don't know what to do. I mean, I remember very well that, uh, you know, when I was in medical school and there was a lot of pressure and stress and I had no clue what to do with my emotions. No way. My parents didn't teach me. Medical school didn't teach me. My friends had no clue. So there are just a few options that you have, which is basically, again, shoving them aside or numbing them out. And for me in medical school, it was taking beta blockers because I thought, well, you know, they're laying around at my parents' house anyhow, so at least I don't feel my heart pounding that much. Not necessarily the best idea and also not necessarily the best way of dealing with emotions. Now, the reason why we don't know how to deal with emotions is because no one really taught us. No one really said it's important so that you are a better human being or have it easier to go through life. No, 
we are told don't cry, boys don't cry, or don't be a sissy when you are anxious. And, you know, girls also are not supposed to show emotions because, again, this is too sensitive and too much. So we all got these messages that emotions need to somehow be hidden and suppressed and not necessarily been attended to or even listened to. And that is the other reason why we don't really know what to do with emotions, because when we do listen to them, you know, like I told this many times before, but I have to tell it again, there were times when I had panic attacks and my emotions told me very clearly, leave your job, leave that girlfriend, don't do this, don't do that. I didn't want to listen to it because that would involve change. And I didn't believe that my emotions really knew what they were talking about. So I resisted the message and pushed it aside. Well, the result was that the emotions only got louder. They yelled at me even more until I couldn't help but listen. So we don't know what to do. When we listen to it, we resist the change or the message that they give us. And overall, we don't really have such a great relationship to our feelings. But what if emotions are actually our greatest potential? What if emotions are a power inside of us, energy in motion, that we just don't know how to leverage? We just don't know what to do with it. And that is what today's show is about. It's not about just like stare at your emotions until you win the stare down and they go away. It's about use your emotions, work with your emotions, learn the language of your emotions. Your emotions matter and you matter to your emotions. So there are three steps I want to introduce today. Three steps to emotional mastery that may be new to you, but they're really easy and they're also really effective. Steps that I have worked with with my clients for years, and it makes a big difference just to incorporate those steps into your daily awareness of your emotional landscape. If you have questions, take advantage of it. Again, emotions come up when you call in or when you just type in a question on the instant chat place and Transformation Talk Radio, or when you're on Facebook Live, you can also ask a question. No matter what, ask a question or call 1-800-930-2819. Again, that's 1-800-930-2819. If you want to know more about how to decipher your emotions or how to deal with them when they are getting overwhelming. So the first step I want to just quickly introduce before we go to break the first step is to change your relationship to your emotions. And what that means is basically when you are looking at your emotions as this, you know, ominous energy that somehow attacks you in the dark and you don't really know what it wants and you just feel completely powerless by it, you have created an image in your mind that, of course, is rather hostile and not necessarily embracing the emotion in its power. But what if you could see the emotion more as something completely natural, something that everyone has, and something that also is a very important part of your life, something that actually without 
would make life completely meaningless. Why? We'll talk more about this after the break. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Knowledge Book Radio with Marge Potasik has a special gift for everyone out there. To receive three chapters of the Knowledge Book as a special gift, send your email to mmjp99 at gmail.com. That's Amazon Mary, Amazon Mary, JP99 at gmail.com now to receive this fabulous, fabulous gift of the Knowledge Book. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Are you new to playing with the law of attraction or a seasoned pro looking for an easy and organized way to monitor your co-creation endeavors as you draw them from the immaterial planes into your physical reality? Then join me over at goldenotter.us for bi-monthly new and full moon rituals where we plant seeds of intention, then harvest the fruits of our desires as part of a dynamic community in the members-only Lunar Manifestations Forum. I'm Autumn Seibel, host of Golden Otter Radio, where the metaphysical beats the mainstream, and I can't wait to meet you. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on the Tracy L. Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life. At 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at TracyLClark.com. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. Emotions and how to master them, how to work with them is today's topic. Now, I said before the break that uh, the first step to really connecting to your emotions and no longer just running away from them is to change your idea about them, change your relationship to them. So if you see emotions as normal, 
and you're no longer flawed when you have an emotion, even if it's for a longer time, even if you felt like, well, I am flawed because I am anxious. I am flawed because I'm always sad. I'm always depressed. Well, you are not your emotions. They're a part of you and you create them, but you are not your emotions. But you also do not want to have your emotions just be something that you feel is your burden, but something that you see more as, okay, this is also my responsibility and this is something I have, this I accept as a part of my nature. And there must be a reason for them to be there. And I'm curious to find out what that reason is. Because when you do have emotions, life feels more real. Now, of course, when you have negative emotions, you don't like life to feel like this because it feels like hell sometimes. But in the end, if we wouldn't have emotions, we wouldn't feel anything. Life wouldn't mean anything. Just like a thought, an idea only has meaning when you put it into action. A thought also only has meaning when we feel something about it. An event only has meaning when there is a, an emotion connected to it. The memory will only stick if it's emotionally charged. Our whole life could be a complete string of nothing if we wouldn't feel anything anymore. So emotions are really just that, what makes life worth living. And they are, in many ways, our greatest teacher probably also our greatest obstacles, but we can handle them. We just have to learn more about those emotions than just labeling them as negative or as good or as black or white. So what I would like you to imagine is now that the emotion is something that comes not just from, you know, some misfirings and little brain cells, which, yeah, it's very scientific and very great, but it doesn't really help you to have a deeper understanding to your emotions. What if you imagine your emotions right now just coming from something like a body, an emotional body? There are great traditions that talk about the emotional body. And even the Egyptians, when they talked about the Ka and the Ba body, were basically talking about some other parts of us that are not in the physical form, but that have a huge impact on how we feel and how we go through life. So imagine your emotions coming from an emotional body, whatever you want to imagine in this regard. It can be an overlay that is simply overlaying your physical form like an extra layer of energy. It can be a body in your heart, in your core, in the form and shape of a child, a little self. It can be even a cartoon figure, like in uh, Inside Out, that great cartoon movie where every emotion has a little personality. It doesn't matter. The important thing is that you are starting to see yourself connected to, but also separate from your emotions. And the beauty is when you're seeing the emotion as something that is a part of you, just like your physical body is a part of you, you are much more eager to take care of it and to pay attention to it and also to work with it and get the most of it than if you just see it as something that you don't understand, you cannot touch, you cannot feel, and you certainly cannot control. So picture your emotional body in that way and then think about how this body could look like when you, for example, feel anxious. 
You know, if you close your eyes for a moment and just picture your emotional body in anxiety, maybe this body looks like a little hunched forward. It looks like a little darker. It looks like tense somehow. Maybe you see a little kid inside of your core crying and cowering down in the corner. Whatever you see, you just now can have a visual to your emotion. And when you see something struggling, in pain, scared, there is another aspect of you that just feels much more inclined to take care of this, to understand it, to make it feel better. So you're losing your distance when you are seeing the emotional body in whatever form that may be. That's the number step number one. Honor, embrace, and respect that your emotions are a part of you. Number two is listen to your emotions. And listening to your emotions is not just being in a place where you, as I said before, staring at them. Saying, oh, here is anxiety. So I'm going to stare at my anxiety and that's all I do. Actually, listening to your emotions goes further than that. And I will do a little meditation at the end of the show where you can go through a process that a really could be a daily routine to get in touch with your emotions and listen to them. See, just like with our physical body, we have to listen to our body not only when it's in excruciating pain. When you are in a place where, let's say, you know you're eating too much ice cream, but you never pay attention to your digestive system, you never pay attention to the joint pains, you just keep on doing something to yourself, that hurts your physical body, well, at some point it screams, ouch, even louder, so that you are paying attention to that. That happens often with emotions too. We are not paying attention, we are in our heads, we are distracting ourselves, we don't want to feel anything, and then the emotions first nudge, and then maybe they are saying something a little bit louder, and then they kick and scream, and then you have a panic attack. Or then you feel like you cannot sleep anymore because your mind is racing and your heart is pounding. And so just knowing that I have a responsibility to pay to, uh, attention to my emotions every day, not only once in a while. I need to know what's going on with them. So if you are sitting every day and just asking yourself more often, so how do I feel? What's going on? Maybe your answer will be, well, I still feel anxiety. You can interpret this feeling also just by your physical uh, realization that there is something tense and tight, or maybe there is something that chokes you up in your throat. And in the past, you always thought, well, this is anxiety. Now, this is already a good step, right? I'm listening to my emotions. I know I have anxiety. I'm not just starting running now. Oh my God, there is the anxiety. I'm patiently asking more questions. So now the next question is, what specifically do I feel? The anxiety is such a big word, right? It's a, it could be because there is a line in front of your door or it could be because you just got a bill in the mail. All this could be interpreted as anxiety. So if you ask more specifically, so what specifically do you feel? Maybe you get the answer of, well, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Or maybe I feel small. Or maybe I feel tight and tense. Then you know a little bit more about what's 
possibly underneath that feeling of anxiety? Maybe you already know. Maybe you know, oh, this is my brother Bill who is always telling me how great he is and always makes me feel uncomfortable at these parties and I have to go and I'm feeling that apprehension because of it. Or maybe it's about, you know, my relatives that are on the East Coast and I'm feeling worried about them because of the hurricane. There may be all different kinds of reasons that you already know. But if you don't know, you can also simply ask further questions. So what specifically do you feel tense, overwhelmed, or stressed about? And if you take your time and you're looking at this emotional body as that form inside of you or around you that can give you answers, you will eventually get a more clear idea of what that feeling is all about. And you can name it. You can give it a context. Now, research has shown that the moment you name an emotion, it loses its power. It's almost like the moment you see it and you can describe it, that emotion is no longer bigger than you, but you're the one who became the observer. And you're the one who now has it in this nice little, you know, place of, I'm going to do something with it, rather than feeling you are doing this to me, you bad emotion. So name the emotion, get a little bit more information about what it may be telling you, and then you have actually accomplished that relationship of you being the one who is the mentor or the caretaker of the emotion and the emotion feeling, oh, someone is paying attention, someone is listening. I have done this for more than 15 years with clients to let them just be aware of their feelings and the negative thoughts that come with those feelings. And what they notice is just by not turning your back on them and just sitting with them and listening with a certain kind of kindness and compassion, just like a caring person would do, those emotions diminish dramatically. It's almost like, oh, finally, finally someone is here and pays attention and listens. And I often think about myself as a child when I was lost in a in a big department store, my parents were somehow distracted with trying to, I don't know what they were trying to buy, but certainly they were not looking out for the little boy. And so I was running around like panic because I couldn't find them anymore. And, uh, you know, the more anxious I got, the more I really didn't know what to do. And finally, someone asked me, so what's going on with your parents? And I was just so scared that I blurted out my name and she couldn't really understand my name. All she could understand was, you know, Walter, which is my third name. It's Freedom and Julius Walter. So she only heard Walter. And then she said through this, you know, a speaker system, well, little Walter is looking for his parents. Well, apparently the story goes that my parents were, you know, really looking down on Walter's parents who were apparently you know, have totally forgotten about their child. And it took them about five minutes to realize, oh, Walter is actually our son. And he is the one who is lost. And when we have our little emotional body being so scared, so ignored, so forgotten, that feels exactly how I felt in this department store, just screaming louder, feeling more confused, feeling more overwhelmed. And this is one reason 
why our emotions can be so overwhelming simply because they get stronger and stronger the longer they get ignored. And just by doing that little step of paying attention and listening and patiently being there, you already have started to create a relationship with your emotions. Now, the third step is then to work with them. And this is what we're going to talk about after the break. your buzz for life buzzed off feeling ignored invisible and wondering if this is really all there is the years go by faster as we gain momentum you're halfway there are you gathering speed or puttering out hit your stride for the liberating half of life comfortable in your skin you can do better than that tune in to discovering you again radio every fourth wednesday at 11 a.m pacific as host Susan Axelrod encourages listeners to decide what they want, get inspired to action, and face challenges head-on. Host Susan Axelrod pulls no punches, encouraging you to grab the brass ring and soar. For more information about Susan, go to www.whatwillyourlegacybe.com. Are you ready to create a life you'll really love? Then you'll want to tune in to the hit show Life Design Radio from adversity to awesome with Susan DiLorenzo. Live each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. No matter where you are in your adversity story, Life Design Radio has got you covered. Get ready to feel inspired, enlightened, and motivated. For more information about working with Susan, visit SusanDiLorenzo.com. Learn to live in the light and unveil the authentic you with a time of healing radio with me, Felice Diana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in every third Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as I help listeners understand sacred fusion energy and how to connect to the spirit that fuels the very life we live. Explore the journey of spiritual transcendence and ultimately discover the path to peace, love, purpose, and wholeness. For more information, visit atimeofhealing.com. Dream on, fly high, and live adventurously on The Laura Meeks Show. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Laura Meeks guides you in finding your unique gifts and bringing them to life. As a certified life coach, speaker, and veteran bomber pilot for the U.S. Air Force, Laura knows how to follow a dream. She is ready to support you so you can dream on, fly high, and live adventurously. For more information on Laura and her work, visit flyhighliving.com. People often ask, what does it mean to thrive? On Thrive by Gen Radio, it means body confidence, mind fulfillment, and soul synchronicity. Create synchronicity with God and learn as Jen shares action steps and real stories that will inspire you to be unstoppable in fulfilling your purpose. Tune in live each Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit JenniferZellup.com to thrive with Jen. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. 
How can you master your emotions? Well, I hope you already see your emotional body more clearly and you are more eager to have a conversation with your emotions, paying attention to them, since they are really a very important part of who we are and they can really give us a lot of guidance on what we want, what doesn't work for us, intuition is a part of the emotional landscape because it really feels something draws us in, which is a feeling, it's a sensation. And it may also say, no, don't go there. And that's, again, something more of a subtle emotional charge. Well, before the break, I talked about just putting a name on the emotion and not just leaving it with anxiety, anger, sadness, those big ones, but getting more specific so that you actually know a little bit more what the emotion tries to tell you. Because the emotion has a message. The emotion is not just some kind of you know, orchestra in your mind that plays music according to the story. It's no, it's really something that has a meaning in itself. Often emotions are you know, trying, especially those negative emotions, trying to protect us, trying to make sure that we are okay. They don't always tell us the truth. They just tell us their perspective, their interpretation of reality. And then it's up to us to work with these emotions to clarify, is this a good message? Is it a message that actually comes from the past and is no longer applicable to what happens now? Is it a message that needs to get an answer? Is it a course correction that needs to be done? There are a lot of things that your emotions may be telling you. Now, one of those things about the step three, the working with your emotions, is also changing the name. So let's say you have found that insecurity or anxiety or sadness is what you have been feeling. And then you are saying, well, okay, emotion, I can see that this is what you are feeling. This is what you are believing you're feeling. But what if you're actually just a little bit, let's say, from sadness to sorting out your thoughts, just getting a little introspective and figuring things out? And what if you're not angry, but you're just a little annoyed? Or what if... If you're not afraid or worried, you're just looking at the different outcomes with caution. Well, what if you're not really rejected or feeling rejected? You feel just a little misunderstood. Now, what this does, changing the name, is changing the charge. It makes things so much more manageable if you tune, tune down or, you know, just reduce the volume of the emotional intensity by giving the emotion another frame, another way of looking at the situation. And, and the emotion often really follows exactly that suggestion on whatever you want to name it differently. So that is only you know, one step of working with the emotion. The next step is simply asking yourself, well, is this emotion telling me the truth? Is it really true that my brother Bill is better than me. Is it really true that my relatives are in imminent danger? Is it really true that I will never be able to get everything done that I need to get done? Well, 
usually you would say, no, I don't know this because I don't have the magic eight ball. And the one I have is bought in a $1 store and it lies all the time. So it's not really that I know that this is the truth. How can I respond to the emotion is a second question. What choices do I have? Do I roll over and give in? Do I run away from it? Or do I see the emotion as a question that I want to answer? Or do I see the emotion as simply a sign that there needs to be a course correction? Maybe I put too much on this to-do list. So that's why I feel overwhelmed. Maybe I do think too highly of Bill or assume too much that he thinks badly about myself. Maybe I do watch too much the news and I get always bombarded with all this negative messaging that I do worry too much about the what ifs and don't really live so much in the what ifs. Whatever it is, you can choose. How do I want to respond to the message of my emotion? And the next step is then, how do I want to feel instead? <clears throat> what is it what I really want to experience in this moment? When I, uh, when I experience compassion for my brother who never really got out of the family business because he always was too afraid to do something different, but I was willing to move away and I was willing to follow my own path. So that could turn your feeling smaller into actually feeling compassionate and feeling proud of yourself. Do I want to have trust and faith into my family and maybe in a higher power that they're going to be okay even though there is a storm? Do I want to simply find more peace in the moment and find more a sense of unconditional acceptance and not always define myself by the length of my to-do lists? All of those things are ways for you to say, I want to feel that. I want to feel peace. I want to feel compassion. I want to feel trust. And that is something I want to gravitate to. See, so you see the emotion originated maybe from that imbalance that you felt. Maybe it originated also from something that, you know, you just weren't on the right track. And so the emotion told you, this is what you need to change in your thinking, or this is what you need to change in your life's approach, then you're going to feel more balanced. So it's not per se telling you the truth. It just tells you, pay attention. Now, sometimes the emotions do distort reality, and we know this, all of us. You know, you have been ridiculed as a child because you blushed when you had to recite a poem and every time you're now at work having to present something, you're afraid that you're going to blush and everyone's going to laugh at you. That brings up a lot of insecurity and stress. Or maybe you do feel like, you know, my parents always rejected me or neglected me. They were always too busy. No one ever played with me. And now my own children, the teenagers, never really want to hang out with me. They always want to just play with their friends. Same feeling of neglect, same feeling of rejection. These are all feelings that come from beliefs, from traumas, from emotional patterning of the past. And those emotions that originate in those old triggers, they need some healing. That part of your emotional body is still wounded. And that part of your emotional body needs a little attention for those wounds to heal and for this body to grow out of those childhood ways of thinking about yourself or those childhood ways of thinking about life. Because a lot of our emotions are not originating 
in the present moment. They really do come from whatever we were told or whatever we were seeing the world as when we were much younger. So that's something we all have a responsibility to work with so that our emotional body gets stronger, that we have more resilience. And that's like an emotional healing process. But then there is also an emotional workout process that we could every day engage in. One workout, of course, is meditation because it just gets your emotions down onto a nice zero level or the calm place you know you were before the meditation maybe swirling around and then boom take some time the more you meditate the more often you do the easier it gets just to calm down so that's a part of emotional mastery because you are able then to control or reduce the intensity of what you feel just through the breath or a mantra or whatever you use now another way of an emotional workout is practicing emotional flexibility. See, I see emotions and the emotional body also like an instrument. You know, you can play with different keys or different strings on that instrument. Now, we don't really use that beautiful tool or this beautiful instrument often enough. And for that, you could just close your eyes and pick three emotions. Let's say you pick excitement, you pick curiosity, and then maybe satisfaction. So these are very positive emotions. And then you just think about certain times in the past where you felt those. And as you go back in the past and touch in with those emotions, and you feel them in your body, and you really immerse yourself in them, you have just pushed that key or pressed that, you know, uh, that button that in that moment makes you realize, oh, I actually like that sound. I like that feeling. And then it's much more available to you. And then you can do the same thing by shifting from that emotion into a negative emotion. So you're going into, let's say, anxiety. Just immerse yourself in the anxiety. Feel it. Don't run away from it. Just play that string, that key. And then after a few moments, say, okay, now I'm shifting back to peacefulness. Now I'm going to a place where I was somewhere in Egypt in a temple or in a church. And ah, it felt so relaxing. And your emotions go there. And this is where you can stretch your emotion like you would stretch your body in a yoga exercise. This is when you see I can actually be the master of my emotions because I can play my emotions. I can play with my emotions. And as you become more and more masterful, you can design in the moment, in the beginning of the day, how do I want to feel right now? What's the emotion? What's the music I want to hear in the background? Now, we have a caller, I think, right, Carter? Uh, we do not. But if you'd like to call in, uh, the number is 1-800-930-2819. Sorry, I misunderstood that. <laughs> well, then we have a break. We will be right back. Has your buzz for life buzzed off? Feeling ignored, invisible, and wondering if this is really all there is? The years go by faster as we gain momentum. You're halfway there. 
Are you gathering speed or puttering out? Hit your stride for the liberating half of life. Comfortable in your skin? You can do better than that. Tune in to Discovering You Again Radio every fourth Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as host Susan Axelrod encourages listeners to decide what they want, get inspired to action, and face challenges head on. Host Susan Axelrod pulls no punches, encouraging you to grab the brass ring and soar. For more information about Susan, go to www.whatwillyourlegacybe.com. Are you ready to create a life you'll really love? Then you'll want to tune in to the hit show Life Design Radio from Adversity to Awesome with Susan DiLorenzo. Live each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. No matter where you are in your adversity story, Life Design Radio has got you covered. Get ready to feel inspired, enlightened, and motivated. For more information about working with Susan, visit SusanDiLorenzo.com. Learn to live in the light and unveil the authentic you with a time of healing radio with me, Felistiana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in every third Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as I help listeners understand sacred fusion energy and how to connect to the spirit that fuels the very life we live. Explore the journey of spiritual transcendence and ultimately discover the path to peace, love, purpose, and wholeness. For more information, visit atimeofhealing.com. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. I just got really excited about this emotional yoga. Did you? So just as a recap, think about times in the past where you felt a certain emotion that you want to really play with, tap into it, become really masterful into getting connected with it. It can be an emotion like motivation or openness and also a negative emotion so that you can really much more easily and swiftly go from one to the next and never, ever feel trapped in it. Now, the leverage of the emotions is then also that you can use the power of motivation, of curiosity, of uh, excitement as the infusion of the day, which just changes your attitude. It changes how you go about the day and it makes the day so much more something that you own than something that you just have to slug through. And there are other things that emotions can give you as a, a power. Fear, I believe, very strongly is untapped power. When we really understand the deeper messages of fear, we are tapping into potential that we were not even knowing about until we really lift that veil. But that's for another time. So right now, I would like you just to have a little time to go inwards. As I said before, close your eyes and go into a little meditation. Just find a way for you to relax. Place your attention on your body. Just imagine that you are inhaling an energy of light. 
And then when you're exhaling, this energy of light simply expands all inside of you. Shedding light onto your emotional body. Do this four or five times, simply bringing more light inside as if you're illuminating yourself. And as you exhale, let this light spread through your entire upper body, lower body, all the way down to the tips of your toes. And then ask yourself, what do I feel right now? And as you are simply paying attention to the feeling, maybe several feelings are coming up. Try to imagine the source of your feelings, this emotional body that I talked about. Picture whatever feels the most in resonance with you. Again, it can be this overlay, like an extra energy layer around your physical body. And in this case, you may notice the emotion may make this emotional body look a little bit different than the physical body. There may be spots that look maybe tighter or appear colder or brighter, and you just see this is a reflection on what I feel right now. Or maybe you feel that somewhere deep inside you can see the emotional child that can go into exuberance and devastation in an instant. That child inside of you that you know can sometimes take over and makes you feel just overwhelmed by this intensity. But now that you can see the child, it's something that you actually have a much greater understanding and maybe even compassion for. So how does that child as your emotional body feel like? And again, you can also imagine a whole group of emotions, just like different personalities that all have a different flavor, a different quality, a different characteristics about them. One, maybe the one that is more in charge of the anger flavor, another one maybe more the sad, melancholic one, another one maybe more, a little bit more frightened one, the other one maybe the playful one. Whatever resonates with you, just see your emotions and feel their presence. And now that you are feeling the emotion, just get now into a more inquisitive state of mind and simply ask, so what do I feel this about? What is the emotion right now maybe triggered by? Where does it come from? And then again, get an answer. And if you need more specific answers, simply ask, so what specifically 
do I feel about this person or situation that triggers this emotion right now? How can I describe this emotion even more clearly? Don't force the answers. <clears throat> Let the answers just bubble up to you with great patience and calmness. And once you get the answer, you simply ask yourself, is this emotion telling me the truth? Or is the emotion telling me something that is more from the past, maybe a distortion through a belief or an old pattern that I haven't completely let go of? Is the emotion asking me a question that I now can simply answer from a place of compassion and kindness? Is there the emotion something that I can respond to in a way that is the most empowering for me? Maybe it is about making a course correction. Maybe it is about simply reframing the situation so that you can see I'm actually owning the situation. I'm no longer feeling as a victim of my circumstances. I can come up with a solution. I am open to make an adjustment or a change. And then how do I want to feel instead? What is the emotion? What's the emotional tone that I want to right now connect to? Maybe it is peace. Maybe it is a confidence. Maybe it is a sense of deservedness or happiness. And to get there, simply ask your emotional body to remind you of a time where you felt that, where you inhabited and lived this emotion. And as you feel now two emotions, maybe simultaneously, this new emotion that you want to replace the old one with, Simply focus now on the old emotion as something that you want to release and then replace with a new one. You can visualize the old emotion as a certain kind of energy in your emotional body that you are exhaling and releasing. Exhaling and releasing just like you would release air from a beach ball. You're exhaling with a sound like a And you watch that emotion decrease in size, maybe from the size of a volleyball to the size in your emotional body of a tennis ball to a ping pong ball. And maybe with the next breath, it is simply a little marble that you can take out and place behind you. And then let this new emotion, this positive emotion that you connected to Take on the place and the shape. And then allow this emotion to take over your entire emotional body for the moment. You have listened, you have responded, and you have redirected your emotional energy to what you chose right now to live and experience. 
This is just a little example of how to play with your emotions. There will be a video on my YouTube channel that is another 20-minute meditation that you can go through on a daily basis to just master more your emotions. Well, great show. You can open your eyes if you haven't yet. And, well, thank you so much for tuning in. It's unfortunately already over. But pay attention to your emotions for the next few weeks. Try to just remember that they are power within that you want to utilize and play with. And there is no need to avoid them. But there are so many reasons to embrace them. Until next time, goodbye. You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedman Schaub. Join Dr. Friedman every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. To learn more about how Dr. Friedman's personal breakthrough program can help you overcome fear, anxiety, and low self-esteem, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com.